0: Welcome back everyone, this is one of my favorite episodes to do every single year because I get to interact with you, yes it's the Ask Me Anything episode, we do these periodically just because it's always fun to have some banter and some questions from listeners, it's always a pleasure and I enjoy every second of it, so first let me say thanks so much for everyone who brought in the questions, the Atlanta Braves are doing excellent even with injuries, they're still the best team in the National League so far as so wins and losses even after our last episode talking about how they stack up on paper. So this is great. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. All right, so again, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast and for submitting questions. It makes all of this worth it. I put a tremendous amount of effort and work into this podcast, but it's because I know that listeners like you enjoy this type of content, and it's my way to give back to the baseball community because the baseball community has given me so much in my life. And so thank you for taking time to listen to this And thanks for submitting questions. I hopefully will get to most of them. I can't promise that I can get to all of them, but I'm going to do the best I can because I like to keep these under 30 minutes. So do not waste any more time of your 30 minutes. Let's jump into the questions right away. I want to start with a good friend of mine, Debbie. I've known her for years through the Atlanta Braves dugout Facebook group, which we are both admins of, that helped spawn this Podcast and her question is Sam, do you think that the Atlanta Braves will continue to use a platoon in left field or do you think that they will stick with one player? And I will say, Debbie, I don't even have to look it up. I know for a hundred percent fact that they will continue to run a platoon out there. They do not have the type of player that is must play every day in that position in left field. That is not a bad thing. And the Braves, although they do not have all-star talent at every single position, they're extremely deep at the left field position. And because of that, it allows them to play their strengths based on the pitchers that they'll be facing. So running a platoon out there every day is not a bad thing. In fact, it's a good thing that the Braves are able to do that. And I believe that they will continue to do so, you know, having guys like Kevin Pillar, Sam Hilliard, guys like that, Eddie Rosario, I mean come on, all those guys would be getting playing time on most teams in Major League Baseball, and the Braves have all three, and in a pinch, I guess you could throw Ozuna out there, worst case scenario. Hopefully he doesn't see the field much this year. But yes, depending on the pitcher that they are facing will hopefully continue to depend on which hitter we see. Now of course, Some of the left fielders are good defensively, so we'll see them shift to center field some as well if uh, Harris continues to deal with lingering issues with injuries, so that'll play a big role in it as well. My friend Lee asked me some two heavy hitter questions, so I'll jump in on those. Uh, He really went for the heartstrings here with this one and asked me. He posted this question in the Atlanta Braves dugout Facebook group. Further showing that you should participate in this group because it's a lot of fun. But either way, Lee said a lot of the group has been around and watched you grow as a podcaster and a baseball writer. What is your proudest moment from when you started all of this to now? Man, Lee, that one is making me tear up just thinking about it. Just thinking about it, and I can tell you why. It's not because of any of the work that I'm proud of doing. I've enjoyed every second of that. But to be honest with you, and as cliche as this sounds, it's been all the people like you that I've been able to meet through this all. If I had not started way back in the Atlanta Braves dugout Facebook group and met all of you excellent people that I consider lifelong friends, then none of this would have ever happened. And I just want to say thank you for that. And truly, through all of this, has been the people that I have met and made lifelong friends through through all of this. Thank you. Lee also followed it up with a question about... (laughs) a more controversial question, if you will, but I'll answer it. I don't care. If a different team suddenly became interested in your work and what you're doing and offered you a job that required you to not be a Braves fan anymore, would you take it? Well, here's the thing. I've already written articles On fan-sided for the Mets, for the Yankees, and for other teams. I've written articles for the Twins. The thing is, is I don't care who I write for or who I work for. I'll always be a Braves fan. But ultimately, I'm an MLB fan first and a Braves fan second. So if someone like the Tampa Bay Rays offered me a job that was worth the money to travel down to Tampa and to cover the Rays, heck yeah, I'd do it. Are you kidding me? Being paid to watch baseball every day? Of course I'd do that. Would I still be a Braves fan? Absolutely, I would. I can still work for the Rays, Tampa Bay Rays, and enjoy every second of it, and still be a Braves fan. Uh, and as long as I still had free time, I could even still do this podcast. But if you had to, you know, put a gun to my head and say, "Would you stop writing for the Braves and stop writing?" doing podcasts for the Braves, if the Tampa Bay Rays offered you a full-time job covering their team and and they paid for moving expenses and gave you a salary that made sense for your family, heck yeah, I'd do that. There's not a chance in the world I would not take that job. Of course I would. I love baseball. I love Major League Baseball over everything else. So to answer your question, I would not stop being a Braves fan because I would always watch them and I'd always root for them. But of course I'd take that job. But if we're being completely honest here, I think my dream job would be working in the Atlanta Braves analytics department. Not necessarily covering them via podcast or writing. I would want to do the research and the analytical side of things to help the players that are being developed be their best selves. I absolutely love the analytics in baseball, and I want to use that to help teams succeed. So. To be honest with you, my dream job would probably be not so much covering a team, but helping in the analytics department. So if any of you are listening from any Major League Baseball team, any of your analytics departments, you know how to reach me. <laughs> Next question I got, and this is kind of, I've got it from multiple people, so I just want to give out a shout. If you ask this question, you know who you are, and I appreciate you. The question is, all of them kind of centered around Do you think that Ozuna will still be on the team once he reaches his 10-year service time? I think that that whole 10-year service time thing was a bit overhyped. Yeah, it's kind of a thing, but I don't think that the Atlanta Braves are doing that just simply because of that. Plus, he's been on a hot streak lately. He still isn't good enough to be starting by any means in my opinion so far. But the Braves don't have any options. The only thing they can do is release him because no one's going to trade for him. And the best that they can do is salvage seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for the next two years, or seven hundred seventy, sorry, because basically if he gets released and then someone else, and they hope that someone else will pick him up, because he's gonna pass through waivers. There's no doubt about it. Uh, that's really the only thing they can hope for. So they're not really saving a lot of money by releasing him, but he is taking up a roster spot. If I do believe. This is purely a hunch, so I can't answer this with any data or anything to say the true answer. I don't want to pretend like I know this one because I don't. My true hunch is that we'll see him finish out the year on the team, and then they'll, they'll figure out that in the offseason based on the moves that they make in the offseason. I think uh, it's too early to assume that when he hits the 10-year service time mark that he'll be dropped. It could happen. I would say the odds are extremely slim. I think he'll be on the team at a minimum until the All-Star break, if not further through the rest of the year. And, you know, the, the players seem to really like him, so I don't know if it's one of those veteran things. I don't know. But I don't foresee him being released as soon as his 10-year time clock hits, to answer that question. Andrew LaCroix asks, How does Colby Allard fit And if he gets healthy and can return to the 40 man roster. I would say this, Kobe Allard has not performed like we all hoped he would. You know, he has not lived up to his prospect status even when he was shipped off to Texas. He has never had an expected ERA better than 4.73, and he's been in the league since 2018. Now he's never had a super large sample size other than in 2021. When he had 2,054 pitches, or to make more sense of that, he started 17 games and had 32 games total in 2021. He's never pitched more than 124 innings, and that was in 2021. And other than that, his second highest was 45 in 2019. So just showing his expected ERA, never being good enough to really hold a roster spot and him having plenty of time have the braves fixed pitchers in the past sure they have but i really do think this is was purely a depth move for them to bring him in and see if they can help him get back to why he had such a high prospect ranking i don't foresee him really fitting in the plans for the atlanta braves this year at all the braves don't have a, an excellent farm system by any means but they do have depth in the starting pitching role. And they have one of the best bullpens in Major League Baseball. So I just don't see, unless there's quite a few injuries, where Colby Allard will play a true part in this season. He may have, if something happens to Schuster or Dodd or or Elder, there's a possibility you could have a spot start here and there. He does have one minor league option remaining. So that does mean that he could do spot starts this year and go back and forth between the majors and the minors. But if they do that this year, they can't do that next year uh, because it's his final option remaining. So it will be interesting to see. To answer your question, I do not think, even if he was fully healthy right now, that he'd be playing a major role, if any role at all. You hate to see it because you know, a former Braves touted prospect, you want to see him do well. I still want to see him do well. I'm not wishing that he doesn't. I just don't foresee it. him really playing a role on the major league team this year at all. All right, so George asks, when can we expect Mike Soroka back? That is the burning question now, isn't it? Especially with Max Freed looking to be out for an extended period of time. Max Freed is on the 15-day I.L., but Almost every report shows that we should expect him to be gone even longer than that. Uh, 15 is just where they defaulted to because they're hoping that he does not have to be on the aisle for 60 days. Uh, That's why he's on the 15-day injured list. That's unfortunate news considering that Kyle Wright has been struggling with injuries this year. Uh, It's a good thing that the Braves have a deep rotation, and we did talk about Colby Allard already, but... The thing about Mike Soroka is he's been out of the game for so long. He is in re in his rehab assignment right now, and down where he's pitching, he's got a uh, an ERA north of five, and his expected ERA is high fours. Is that someone that the Braves are ready to throw into the mix? It might come down to the point that they have to. We've I can't I sorry I can't give someone credit because I can't remember who said it on Twitter. So I apologize if someone hears me say this, and it was you, but it was a, a great statement. They said, it might have been Grant McCauley, I'm not sure, uh, but maybe Scott Coleman. Both of them typically have really good quotes. Uh, but they said that the Atlanta Braves went from hoping that Mike Sirocco would come back to depending on Mike Sirocco coming back. And that's a very well said. Obviously, we hope he comes back soon, but with the way that he's pitching, it makes sense why he's struggling. You know, it's been forever since he's pitched. In fact, the last time he pitched in a major league game was August third, 2020. So almost three full years ago. It's hard to believe it's been that long, doesn't it? I mean, it it's crazy. Almost if once August rolls around, it'll be three years since he pitched in a Major League Baseball game. But to get more specific in his stats so far, he has started five games in A, So he has pitched five games, so he is well on his way to rehab. But like I said, his ERA is 5.23, not exactly what you're looking for, even though it is a small sample size of 20.2 innings. But he's given up 28 hit- hits in 20 innings. That is that's where he's struggling, you know. That's well above what you want to see, and he's given up twelve earned runs. One thing that it is good is he is almost averaging a strikeout per inning. He's got nineteen strikeouts so far, uh, with a WHIP of one point six. So those. Numbers, uh, of course, are swayed because of a small sample size of innings. But those overlying numbers are not the type of numbers that you're hoping for when you slot someone in into your rotation on a major league roster. But again, it's been almost three years. So I don't know about you, but when I haven't done something for three years, it sure does take me a bit to get back into it. He is a pro athlete. I think he can do it, but we got to give him some time. So to truly answer your question of when Mike Soroka will be back, I don't think there's a true answer because they've got to give him some time to really get his footing. Of course, the Braves do have this cushion of an eight-game lead, so do they throw him to the fire in the Major League Baseball and see what happens just because they are down Kyle Wright and Max Freed? Well, I would say the same argument would be made that they don't have to do that because they do have that cushion of those eight games to where Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster, which we already talked about, having the options, minor league options, they still have some time to expand it out and wait for Mike Soroka to get more rehab starts, to wait and see what Max Fried's injury stint is truly going to look like and they can make a decision from there. Now, if Mike Soroka doesn't end up being able to help at the Major League level, this may be a time that the Braves search for rotation help because they're obviously going to be a contender to, at a minimum, be in the playoffs. Currently, they hold a 99.9% chance to make the playoffs. So they're obviously making a push for the playoffs this year, and their rotation depth is being... Hit, so they don't necessarily have to go out and get someone like Lucas Giolito from the White Sox, but you know we might be this might be something that the Braves are going to need to explore. Uh, thank goodness that their high-level depth was pretty good with Jared Schuster and Dodd. I mean Schuster has not performed very well at the major league level, but in spring training he looked really good and he's pre- been performing well in the minors. All right, next on, on to the next question. One that's purely just fun, and I figured I'd answer it. Why not? Uh, it was asked in Braves dugout Facebook group, Atlanta Braves dugout Facebook group. Why is it that, or how is it that I can put, I've been able to put up with Richard and Lee for so long? I mean, gosh, it's been years now that that Facebook page has been started, and and we've worked together as a moderation team. And uh, I gotta say, I don't know how I do it. Uh, you know. You take one step at a time, one day at a time, and and things get better. That's that's how you deal with them. Now nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, they're both great guys. I I hope that to see both of them on the podcast at some point this year. I'll have to reach out to them. I know Richard um, has been on it a few times, and Lee. We got to get you on here more. So if, if, if that's something you guys are up to, both are very knowledgeable about the Atlanta Braves, and they they have a lot of fun with the Atlanta Braves. Not to mention the fun stories they have from ad being an admin of one of the largest groups on Facebook you get you get some fun stories when that happens I mean uh you know just the social experiment of of having a bunch of people need, having to follow rules so that they don't you know do things crazy like threaten each other and stuff um it's it's a it's a fun thing when it comes to Facebook groups uh there's different rules that are set in place on purpose for good reasons and some people can't seem to understand why those rules exist, even though probably 99% of all Facebook groups have the exact same rules. Okay, maybe not the exact same rules, but very, very similar rules, you know, very basic ones like no calling each other names, don't bully, things like that. I mean, it's pretty standard across Facebook groups and, and people or you know, in a lot of sports groups, one of the big rules is try to keep politics out of it and things like that, and, and some people can't seem to grasp that, and then uh, there's a lot of fun stories, I'm sure. We'll leave that to when they're on the podcast, but a good example is that there, if you go and search Atlanta Braves dugout, you're going to see that there are quite a few copycat groups because the Atlanta Braves dugout was one of the original Braves Facebook groups, and people didn't like basic rules, like you can't call people names and you stop talking about politics when we're just talking about RBI and batting average like you know and uh, and people didn't like it and they went and created their own groups and that's their own right but it, it's been it's been a fun social experiment if nothing else and it's been a, a fun ride along the way so hopefully yeah this is me saying to Richard and Lee let's get you guys on the podcast so we can talk about that stuff it's a, it's been a fun past few years and I hope that you guys continue to do a great job with that Facebook group. Alright, one final thing, and this is a big thing, okay? So, the Atlanta Braves dugout has teamed up with the Chatting Average podcast, which is hosted by Riley's Rakes and Hey Cam. I'm sure you both know them from Twitter, if you're on Twitter at all. Uh, I would even venture to say that they're some of the most influential Twitter users in the Braves Twitter community. I'm super ecstatic about it. I mean, this is going to be awesome. Uh, we are going to be on the same podcast feed because now we're both part of the fans first sports network ffsn so we're no longer indie podcasts we're part of a network with this podcast being on the same feed as chatting average and so what that means for you guys is if you want to continue to listen to braze dugout podcast which i hope that you do you've been fantastic is you're going to have to subscribe to the new Podcast feed because both of us are gonna be on the same feed. It's gonna be a slight speed bump because if you just search Braves Dugout Podcast on Google, it's gonna be a little bit more difficult to find the podcast at first. So that's why I'm suggesting that you switch over to the correct podcast feed. This podcast is feed which was going to feature both Braves Dugout Podcast and Chatting Average. It's going to be called We've collaborated and we're going to call the feed itself Braves Country Cooking. So, you want to look for Braves Country Cooking. That's what you need to look for. And once you find it, you can subscribe to that feed and you'll be getting updates and where you can listen to Braves Dugout Podcast and Chatting Average, both two excellent podcasts. So, make sure you do that. Thanks so much for joining again this week. I absolutely love whenever we do these episodes where you send in questions and I get to answer them. It shows me that you care about listening to the podcast, which honestly warms my heart. Thanks so much. You can find the show at Braves Dugout Pod on Twitter or my personal Twitter at SP4Sports. And don't forget that you can email the show at BravesDougout at gmail.com. All this information about the websites, the Facebook groups, and pages that we have are all in the show notes. So make sure you check those out. And make sure you subscribe to Braves Country Cooking if you want to be subscribed to this new podcast feed. It's going to be excellent. Thank you so much. I'm so excited that the Braves are doing so well right now. And as always, Go Braves!